Groove Cafe. It is the Groove Cafe right here on RX Radio and I am Crystal excited about the conversation we are getting into my first guest for 2022. Uh Henry Muguluma is the Director of Leadership Development at Africa Renewal Ministries. He is an author, a pastor, a counselor and so much more and he is here today joining us on RX. Hello Henry. Hello. How are you? I am doing well. How are you, Crystal? I am fine, thank you. How is 2022 treating you? I 20, have to get used oh, to that. I know, I know. <laughs> 2022 is is uh is interesting. It's it's starting out with both promise mm-hmm. and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I mean on one hand you're like okay people we're not working before the economy is opening up so mm-hmm. uh, people are just throwing themselves out there trying to make money make mm-hmm. ends meet do think they were not able to do before so in, in that way there is a lot of promise that that we didn't have before like in 2021 mm-hmm. because But everyone has it, been waiting for everything yeah, to oh open up yeah we have been waiting for the economy <laughs> to open up so even seeing the kids just going to school is exciting to just know, oh because there, there is a way when schools are, are, are opened up and they are working there is a way everybody knows money is going to flow because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there are so many people who somehow indirectly or directly depend on education and how the system just moves money around mm-hmm. so in that regard such beautiful promise mm-hmm. but then there is those uncertainty because like oh we still having covid around so what will the future be but some of us are choosing to just think about the positive as right now mm-hmm. it's promising so we are settling with that mm-hmm. i'm with you yeah. i'm with you on that i'm always about focusing on the positives and moving forward that's true you can have a moment to you know first feel sad feel frustrated and then you have to get up and still move forward i like that <laughs> pausing and just take it in and like okay this has happened mm-hmm. this is real i mm-hmm. can't deny it you can grieve cry whatever you can do but then after a while it's okay but i can't stay here mm-hmm. i mean whether you lost somebody or what with a sad break or anything i mean at a certain point you just have to pick up yourself and say okay i need to move forward absolutely so oh, you yeah. you are a writer you're the author of about what four books i see five things yes. every part <laughs> and and you mentor young people is that the focus yes yes i do that i am uh, interestingly i even long before i ever started writing books for young people mm. i was always involved in one or another with young people and i started a little early in my life When in school that? in school in school yeah in, in school i was always trying to look out for other uh, you know students who are younger than i and just trying to see how can i help them learn Mm-hmm. about the school they are in things that can help them with whether it's, it's their books or life and by then I wasn't even calling it mentoring <laughs> I was just calling it helping another person <laughs> yes yeah. uh-huh. then later on uh, I uh, because I work also with the church mm-hmm. I and church is really an avenue for all kinds of people so again I I just talk to the youth uh, teens uh, the ones who are at campus and and just said I felt they have so much potential mm-hmm. and yet in these promising years which they have so much energy so much potential so much opportunity they don't they don't they don't know much they, they just end up making stupid mistakes that let you on the 
they, they just regret I wish I wish somebody told me I wish somebody told yeah, me yeah because a mentorship and guidance is missing in their lives it is a lot of and people just raise themselves I feel a lot of young people just you know they become adults you, but no one's that. guiding them I hear you and actually that was even my story I had my dad but he wasn't always around so mm-hmm. to to you know to teach me about life okay. and and in a way I raised myself right. but at a certain point I was like no this is this trend is not good you make so many mistakes you regret a lot later on so mm-hmm. I said no uh, I feel as a generation uh, the, there is a younger generation which unless we intentionally step up and say we are going to give you the guidance and the knowledge you need teach you something about life uh, that you, you you need to know now not just discover later but you need to know now mm-hmm. because it will help you to appreciate i think if we don't do that as a generation then it's so many other young people are just going to end up with a thousand and one regrets so mm-hmm. that's what excites me most that i, I can be in a place <laughs> to say can we can we help you early enough such that later on you have more joy and satisfaction and gratitude instead of regrets and i guess you know you can't live with no regrets but at least you can have fewer regrets <laughs> true this, this business of people say everyone has to make their mistake no no no, no 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 you no. can learn from Seriously. my mistakes at least Thank avoid you. some of them Thank you. Thank you. Serious. Why do you have to repeat the script? Mm-hmm. I I did that. I failed. It hurt. And I learned something that right now if you told me do that again I was no 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 no. no. <laughs> so wh- why not choose that and like you can at least avoid what I messed up with. So it's just an exciting thing to pour out into young lives and see them shape up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay, so just take me back to school. You said it started in school. I'm guessing this yes. is what later in secondary school. Where were you then? Ah, uh, so as early as primary, mm-hmm. I was gathering kids where I, I was probably around P six to seven, but I was gathering those ones who were in lower classes, mm-hmm. and I was just trying to help them academically. Oh, wow. okay. And then in secondary. Uh, then I, it, I was even more able to help the ones who were in primary. Mm-hmm. And as I advanced in the classes, then I would help the ones who are younger. There also I had opportunities where I could find peers who would also have issues. And mm-hmm. then uh, I, would, I would help them out. Okay. I think in secondary is when I started thinking of, oh, maybe I'm a counselor. Maybe this is what counseling is. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's when you started really. to recognize it in yourself. <laughs> huh? Yes, because it's I was just saying it, and, and I wasn't. Some of people start to gravitate towards you, you know, just run over to say, "I'm thinking about it." Oh, tell me about this. Oh, I don't me about this. And, mm. and, and by then, by that time, I think I didn't really have formal titles. Like, okay, counselor, but maybe those are bigger people, and, and I'm young. So I'm just, uh, I'm just helping people, helping people. And then at campus. When I reached campus, mm-hmm. uh, I, I no, actually seen a fixed location. Mm. I got to work with an organization with a church, the community church, and uh, they had a compassion-assisted project called the Child uh, Development Center. And then I worked there as a volunteer, and that gave me a beautiful opportunity of working with 
all the young people, primary, secondary, and, and just speak into their lives, to talk to them about life, about education, mm-hmm. about God. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to the university, then I started joining up other groups, both at the university and in the church and in the community, uh, which were again focusing on young people. So for almost, I think if we start at campus, then I should say about 20 years, mm-hmm. I've been mentoring and working with young people. If wow. we start from campus, yeah. Okay, Henry, tell me, did things just kind of unfold naturally in front of you? Or, you know, did you feel like you were supposed to do other things before you settled on this path? I mean, did you think you were supposed to be like, I don't know, a doctor or a lawyer (laughs) (laughs) at some point? Uh, Yeah. Okay. So, um, first, my first dream was I wanted to be a doctor. Mm. I... I, I, I don't know. I think it's everybody wants to be a doctor or lawyer or engineer when they are younger. And then I wanted to be until I figured out there's blood involved and I was like, okay. mm, this <laughs> one's not for me. Okay, my story is so much like yours because <laughs> what actually stopped me from being a doctor was that two or three things. One, I hated blood. Mm-hmm. Really, I hated wounds. <laughs> I hated hospitals. <laughs> and I was, I was so horrible at biology. Really, really horrible. I, I had to drop chemistry early, biology. I, I, was, I was always failing biology. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. at around senior two, it dawned on to me that, no, Henry, you can't. You're not going to. What kind of doctor are you going to be? You hate all this. With mm-hmm. medicine about. So then I changed. I was like, okay. Then I watched, I think, a movie and I saw a psychologist, psychotherapist, psycho something. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh. I think this guy is easy to make money. Somebody just lies on the bed, we talk to them. And then uh, it turned out to me again in senior food when I got special counsel. No, 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 no. You still have to do medicine. To and be able then, to get to sit with people who lie the, on that, that couch. couch. <laughs> oh, yes, good answer. <laughs> so I changed it for law. HSC, I was all for law. I was going for law. Mm-hmm. And then my marks did add up. I, I, one point, I was one point shy of getting government scholarship in law. And then I didn't have money for private. Mm-hmm. So I got what I got, which was education. I mm-hmm. got uh, a bachelor's education at Macquarie University. I mm-hmm. did that mm-hmm. for three years. And interestingly, even though I was working with young people, when I got education, I didn't like it. It mm. was, I think, number four on my choice list. Okay. So I didn't like it. Mm. I wanted law. I wanted to to be up there adding cases. Mm. You know, making <laughs> big, big good money. <laughs> <laughs> the but, dream. Uh, something happened mm. after university. I got a job with uh, African Ministries. I was supposed to lead a project, a child sponsorship, child development project, mm-hmm. which had 1,500 young people okay. from primary to university. Well, that's a good and number. I was 22 by that time. Mm-hmm. And, and I was also responsible for over 1,000 parents and uh, donors from multiple countries that had a budget of about one billion per year, Uganda shillings. 
at 22 years old. I was 22. <laughs> that is an interesting story that happened. But yes, it was I was 22. <laughs> and and I, I just finished my last paper and I got the job. Mm-hmm. And 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 it struck me that people could trust me, could believe in me, could give me that opportunity. And yet, also, it was such an enormous responsibility. Mm-hmm. 1,500 young people from Nasari to University. Mm-hmm. And that got me, I think, more into the zone of young people because I was, I was into writing programs, training programs for them. I was organizing counseling sessions and, and, and coordinating counselors for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the child development projects can really work with young people from uh, unprivileged backgrounds, slums, mm-hmm. poor homes. And I knew what that was because I grew up from such a community, from such a home. Mm-hmm. I come from such a terrible background. So I, I knew where they were because I've been there. Was and your so, was your mother in your life? You mentioned your father wasn't yeah, really around. Yeah, my mom. Interesting. My, my mom and dad were actually in my life. Dad passed on when I was 15. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Mom, I stayed with her. She's still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the last, another story for another day. Okay. But yes, they were in my life. Mm-hmm. Even though at the same time, I had to pretty much raise myself mm-hmm. and, and more. But I, I knew firsthand. And, and that's the thing again. Crystal about the kind of backgrounds that people was working with mm-hmm. come from. There are these contradictions. You can have the partner who is not really there for you. You can have a mother and if you have no relationship with them. There's like a lot of brokenness mm-hmm. in the family. Uh, and sometimes the parents themselves don't know any of their child or they can't, but they don't know. So other times the parents are not doing anything because they're not even you can't go to the, the other vessels to bring you into the world but mm. that's all yeah they so don't know the, anything the about actually raising yes yes yeah so uh. I think that personal experience if you ask me one truth and me there I think that. having the opportunity to do it for their young people mm-hmm. and then also the personal experience is what I'm going to do as a young person, what I've seen and what some of even by thinking there is still a lot I was still going to do mm. and, and I was like okay I know what it means to be young to be naive to, to struggle with the teenage adolescent age mm-hmm. I know what it means to come from broken homes mm. I, I know what it means to and to be respected looked down upon I know what it means to grow opportunity and chances and I, I know what it means to work potential so that got me more involved then later on i thought later on i would go back to law but later on i just said no i've done enough time doing this i could as well uh continue doing it well that sounds like it really set you on the path that you have been on that opportunity there right totally did so when did you write your first book so my first book ah I wrote it in 2018. Oh. I was sick. I got sick. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> all the money I had on me was spent treating me. Mm-hmm. So when I was broke and, and still the ailment was going on for about three months, I prayed to God. I said, God, give me an idea. Give me something I can get money. 
So you were home and with nothing to do. I was working but broke still okay. because the money I was making I was using it for to, your treatment to, mm-hmm. for my treatment. Okay. So I asked God, God, please give me an idea. I need an idea that I can, I can use to earn. I talked to a friend, what can I do to get money? They said, well, what are you interested in? Uh, go there first. So I said, God, I'm I'm interested in writing and stuff, but give me an idea. Let some of God give me an idea one day, <laughs> one mm-hmm. evening. Do you remember uh, that? Yes, I do. I, we had actually gone to a function. It was for men. Mm-hmm. And it was bringing all young men, older men together. And then someone popped a question and said, uh, what makes a man a man? <laughs> <laughs> and and everybody was going to answer that question, I discovered that the young ones we are so clueless about what makes a man <laughs> oh no <laughs> and, and the older ones seem to be the fountain of understanding even though they were also trying to you know guess and what but 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 the young ones were totally clueless like uh-huh we've never been thought about what makes a man a man and so i, I was like hmm how about then i drew a story just came into my head how about you write a book called five things every young man should know and work on Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, what if they know it and then they work on it, then they'll become better men. Mm-hmm. And then I went back home and I wrote an outline for that idea. But then I got a couple of more ideas, actually, but four more ideas that one of them was five things every young person should know. Okay. And then somehow my, it was like, oh, focus more on five things every young person should know because it's more inclusive. Mm-hmm. And then after that, then you can come back to I think every young man. So I I came to one, one place. I told my colleagues, "Hey, I have this idea. I want to write a book." Mm-hmm. They said, "Have you ever written one?" No, but I want to write one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all so start that, somewhere. <laughs> yes, of course. So they said, "Okay, about two hundred I said, "This is the this is the title. Uh-huh. Five things every young person should know." And then the first person I talked to, he said. My goodness, that's a wonderful one. When are you writing it? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. I went to the next and said, have you written the first chapter? I was like, okay, this is good. So I went back that night, I wrote the first chapter. Mm-hmm. I came back up following the read for them the first chapter. They liked the first chapter. Like, have you finished it? I was like, no, I just told you yesterday. <laughs> and now it's the first chapter. <laughs> and then they said, okay, okay, okay. What, what are you going to do? I was like, okay, I'm going to see and write it. And... I would work during the days and write it at night. Mm-hmm. I give myself a target and then in uh, one month, mm-hmm. in 20 days, I'd finished it. What? You finished the book in 20 days? Yes. Okay. Crystal, I was working at night. Okay, I was working during the day and then at night I was writing. Uh-huh. So it was very time. clear what these five things were. Yes, they were really clear for me. I... I had the outline of uh, what are the five things that I want to write about. That was clear. Mm. It, it, and it was basically things that I'd told, also I talked about to um, people who are older. But every time I talked to them, they would say, oh my goodness, I wish I knew this when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew this when I was younger. I wish I knew this when I was like, okay. So this is cool. It looks like people mm-hmm. need this information earlier on. It makes sense when you're adult, but it's good when you get it earlier. So they were clear. Yes, they were clear. So that's how it started for you. Yes, that's how it started. Okay. And then I wrote it, then published it the following 
yeah in 2019 came out in march i remember the date 16th march that's when we launched it yeah and then there is the history so you're an author of four books now where where would we find them where where do we find them especially that first one <laughs> oh okay five things every person should know is uh, in a restock mm-hmm. it's on Jumia mm-hmm. it's on Amazon uh, it's uh, also Gaba community chat mm-hmm. then also if someone uh, contacted me they could get it okay uh, I can give you my number please uh, please share okay my number is 0701 748184 748184 mm-hmm. yes 0701 Okay, so as someone, you said if you look back at your journey now, it's been like 20 years of mentorship yes. of yeah. young people. And you know, the people say, oh, you know, the world today is so much harder now uh, for young people. It's a lot more yes. complicated for young people. Do you feel that's accurate? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think life is gotten more complicated. But, but, and, and I think, Christy, it's, it's the issues they have to deal with mm-hmm. that the people who are raising them never got to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for many of us, our parents were using their scripts, how their parents raised them. Yeah. In our I days, know. we never used to. <laughs> exactly. So it was easy for them to simply refer back. My mother did this. My father did this. Mm-hmm. It was easy. They were just repeating the script of their parents with us. But then uh, this, this generation comes with social media and, and internet and, and having a phone in your hands. Mm-hmm. And the world just running so fast rather than you ever thought. So the parents are clueless. They're like, okay, I'm also just meeting this for the first time. Mm. And the children, the young people are more at a disadvantage because we can't help them much. And they also don't know, they're also just experimenting. So we are experimenting, they are also experimenting. Yeah. They think it's all life, that life like this. For us, at least we're older, we are like, okay, we've lived a life which is not this, so we can't give you something. But they're still, no, 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 no. You don't know what you're talking about. This is life now. This <laughs> yep. is life. So I think that makes it complex for them. And then also the work world has changed. So, you know, because at least half mama would stay home then that works now both parents have to work mm-hmm. so again this generation really unless parents in a way become more intentional about parenting mm-hmm. it's hard for them to enjoy the benefits of parenthood that we got even even us who say oh I raised myself at least the way parents around you could look up to mm-hmm. but, but now even your neighborhood parents are also going. So you are on TV to raise you, and you're on internet to raise you. And it, it can never substitute the parent. Yeah. So yes, then like now we are dealing with COVID. It, we didn't have again, refresh point for COVID. Mm-hmm. Again, it's young people are dealing with it. You know, in, in all the 
in different ways that they don't know how to just in pregnancy shooting out so high mm-hmm. uh, they've never had such much time on their hands without knowing what to do with it mm-hmm. some have tried not to make a little money like why do I need to study when I can't yeah why should I go back to school if I'm why making money why should I go money? back to school mm. when I'm really so so but it, it, it's just a lot that that they have to deal with it, it, it doesn't mean that there is no way to help them mm-hmm. it's just a lot and then also the other thing I don't know whether Crystal is not speak, but the young people now are more entitled yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely so for, for us it, it was hard when we were growing up to really be entitled even when you thought I belong to you your mama would remind you no that's not it <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that was my entitlement you worked for everything you worked you worked you worked you, you earned it and when you got it even if you had cooked the food and and, and maybe your mom said you still needed to say thank you mommy mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. when dad got food you needed to thank mommy and daddy for buying the food so you didn't just eat and go to bed mm-hmm. and so now there is such an entitlement and, and, and then people grow up with it they come to work with it they think they should be working earning this amount they're like you've just gotten a job <laughs> you can't be earning that amount they think you should treat them uh-huh. I like, want three million every month like what? <laughs> yeah so and, and then and then also they they've also grown up in a generation which apart from liking instant satisfaction like oh give me that give me that quickly fast but they're also a good thing but not a game, not a good thing hmm They, they are so interested in purpose and meaning mm-hmm. which is wonderful but they do not know sometimes it is working with, with the circumstances as they are mm-hmm. that will lead you there yes so they want the ultimate meaning now satisfaction to come now yes, yes. and yet not I didn't know at 20 or 16 that this is really what purpose and meaning was. I had a dream, yeah, but that was it. But it's, it's in working with people, giving of myself, sweating, crying, that I've come to discover, okay, this is this is more beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it, the whole journey has been part of it. Yeah. So I, I feel for them because the, their instincts somehow have attuned them to want meaning so early. And yet the process and the guidance has not been given to them to appreciate how do you come to that place? Yeah. How can you use what you have now? How can school become a path to your meaning? How that can your first job or not even your first job, your volunteer job or just something you're doing for charity or for a chance finally get to lead you to a place of meaning. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the few things. Yeah. Some of the challenges. <laughs> Yeah. But oh my, um it must also be exciting working with young people. Uh thank you for yes. for telling us where we can find you. Uh you said yes. your names on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Um okay. And uh what are you working on at the moment? I mean, you said starting a new year. I'm sure you have so many projects. That's right. Oh, that's right. So um my other book just came out believe in your dream believe that, in uh, your dream mm-hmm. yes believe in your dream it's about how to pursue your personal vision mm-hmm. and um uh, it's, it's just came out it's the one which i'm promoting right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then uh, also during the christmas break you asked about the new year so during the christmas block 
I started working on a book called um, Finding Your Purpose. Finding Your Purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's uh, again, just to help people how to discover and fulfill their life mission. Mm-hmm. And again, from stuff I've learned, what I've also read, how interviews with other people who I feel have got a need. Then the guidance that, that just comes from way back, even from the Bible, mm-hmm. about how people have found meaning in life. So uh, during the Christmas break, I started writing that mm-hmm. draft. Okay. And it's what I'm continuing to write now. And uh, there is a lot of mentoring, which is going to happen this year. A lot of training. Oh, I, I didn't tell you, we run where I work, we run training and mentoring programs. One of them is for senior six packets. Okay. It's so powerful. We get young people who have just finished senior six and they're preparing for vocational university and we take them through 90 days of intensive leadership, mm-hmm. training, personal growth, character formation, uh, skills development. And they they get to discover who they are, what they can do. Or they get to create their own dreams and visions for life. And then we, we give them skills which they can use to make a difference in uh, their homes and their schools and churches and communities as they mm. move forward. That sounds so, very yeah. exciting. <laughs> it's called TLT, Transformational Leadership Training. TLT, Transformational Leadership Training. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, if, if anyone just came to either my Facebook, WhatsApp, uh, or Twitter or Instagram and asked me about it, there is more information if, or if they went to our new ministry's website mm-hmm. they would also uh, see okay. more about it right Henry thank you so much for joining You're me welcome, we shall look for Believe in Your Dream which is your latest book and yes. yeah we're waiting for the one that you started working on as well yes uh, finding <laughs> you know you, you said it so now we're waiting <laughs> yes that one uh, it will come out oh in October I think I'll be uh, again, coming up with a new book mm-hmm. in October. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, Henry. Thank you. Thank you again for thank joining you, me. It's such a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you, too. And thank you for sharing your passion for young people. Yay, the reminder welcome. about intentionality as we, we raise these young people, right? Amen. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Be blessed and take care. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Goodbye. Groove. Cafe. Great music right here on RX Radio.